increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. The podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Market My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and my STR. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to STRonomics. I'm Bill Faith, joined by my good friend, Kenny Bedwell from STR Insights. How are you today, Kenny? Doing pretty good, Bill. It's uh, Monday morning, so I'm feeling chipper. Uh, it's Thursday, actually. Remember, this is released on Thursday. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is Thursday. We're recording it on a Monday, though. Hey, you know what? What's really funny? You're not supposed to tell people that. Yeah, there you go. We're recording it live. Everyone's live. The party is going in the background. We are live in New York City. The ball is about to drop. <laughs> I can actually hear the music thumping next door. My wife's on the Peloton right now. So yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> um, it is Monday. We literally just got done with boot camp. You were my special surprise guest and did a phenomenal job of training based on a new venture that you and I have put together uh, that we kind of touched on in last week's episode. And this is not going to be a sales pitch for VA STRs or STRVAs.com. You can go there on your own, STRVAs.com. We might have to make that the sponsor moving forward, Kenny. But I think it's really important. I want to follow up on what you taught last week because the, the title of this is your time valuation, right? A lot of us just think in terms of financials and how much money can we make in our job or in our business venture or whatever? But a lot of people don't take a step back and think about why the fuck they started a business. And really for most of us, I'm not saying for everybody, but for most people, it's to be able to spend more time with your family, have more freedom. It's like time value freedom, right? And you know, I know you're in the mix of a startup or two. I've lived my entire life this way. And I just believe that a lot of people that are diving into short-term rentals and specifically what's coming over the next 90 days to six months, I sent out an email probably two weeks ago about you need to be prepared for what's going to be arguably the slowest fall and winter season since pre-2019. And a lot of people have only been in this since 2020, 2021, 2022. So I don't think they understand the time and effort that people like you and I that have been in this business since pre-COVID that goes into filling your calendars. It goes into sustaining your pricing integrity and not just setting and forgetting 
pricing, setting and forgetting your listings on Airbnb and Verbo. And this is kind of spark. You and I both saw the same post over the weekend about somebody asking in my build short-term rental wealth group about like, well, Hey, when do you, when do you guys start preparing for fall? And I'm like, dude, I started this two months ago. Right. Right. So let's talk about that time valuation. And I just want you to take a couple of minutes and share what you taught this weekend in regards to VAs, because you have like, is it 16, 17 VAs right now? Yeah. Probably more than that. I, yeah. I, I got I got VAs managing VAs. <laughs> right. I, so, I mean, last time, I mean, you and I actually, we talked about this when we recorded the last episode and it's been a couple of weeks and I think you had 16 or 17 at that time, but I know you've been ramping up and we've been training for uh, STR VA. So let's just say it's 20 plus. How does that save you time? And how, how do you, how do you, how do you manage that many VAs and what's the purpose of it? Yeah. Yeah. So what I talked about and what I've found in my experience is that every single day we have very repetitive tasks that we do in our businesses, you know, like, or we should be doing, I should say, uh, sometimes we don't do some of the repetitive tasks that we should be doing, like say running a profit and loss statement once a month. I can't tell you how many people don't do that. And that's something they should be doing. And that would be something that's a repetitive task. It's the same process every single month of the, either the first or the end of the month you run to see what you made and what you lost. So that's one thing that we can replace the pricing once a week, the marketing, all these other little pieces that we know we can do. We know for our market, we know for our property that we do. And a lot of times we do it ourselves. Those are the processes or the tasks that can be replaced by VAs. So number one, we have to recognize that. We have to recognize that we're doing some sort of task over and over and over and over and be able to document that into words, what it is and how we're going to be able to teach someone else how to do it. Essentially an SOP, right? So that, 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 that thing that you just talked about, Kenny, before you dive into the SOP, that awareness is like, it's almost like an al alcoholic finally admitting that they have a problem, right? <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I mean, a lot of people, oh, well, you know, they don't have the awareness to understand what they're missing or what they're doing in those repetitive tasks, right? So if, if you're if you're updating your title, you know, every other day or every three days, and you know, you have to go in and copy and paste or go to chat GPT and think about a new title. It's that basic stuff that any VA that has been trained can execute that for you, right? Just at the very remedial level, that's not worth Kenny's time. That's not worth my time. And it's not worth your time either. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I talked about this in uh, at the boot camp, but also like it's not even, you know, we're talking about VAs here, but people, you, you know, this, this is in terms of like any employee. As you grow a business, you are hiring employees to take care of tasks that you either aren't very good at. So like programming, you know, if that's ever something that you have to deal with, like building a website or all these other things, marketing, uh, you know, I don't know, like financials, all these different things. But in the short-term rental space, you know, we can leverage VAs very easily. There's VAs who can help us in these things. There aren't, you know, we don't need someone who's an expert coder to help develop a, a software to help us get bookings or anything like that. So we can rely on VAs. But the principles we're talking about for any business apply for hiring employees. And so the process is like, if you're like, I don't really care about using a VA, like that doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about hiring people to help build your business so you can have time to do whatever you want, because you're going to need more time coming in the fall. You're going to need more time to strategize, be a CEO, 
that was a big thing I really wanted to emphasize. Bootcamp is like how to become your become a CEO of the business, not the CFO, the COO, the CEO, like all the different hats. Like how to pass some of those hats out so you can focus on being the CEO of your business to actually grow it. Because that's the role of the CEO is to grow the business, long-term vision, and, and do that. And you're going to have to do that when times get tough. You're going to have to strategize and do these things. And so, and that will require, hence the time or the, the title up at the top, more time. And we have to allow people who are specialized in what they do, who are experts in their skills, to come in and assist us so that we can focus. Say that on one more day. time. We have to allow people who are specialized in what they do to come in and assist us so we can spend more time growing the company. So let's talk about that for a second, because there's two things I want to unpack that you just said. Number one is really that awareness to identify those re repetitive or mundane tasks that, and I don't want to say that are beneath us because we all do that dirty work, but that will create more time that you can create an, a simple SOP, you can train somebody, and then you just manage them, like you said, becoming the CEO. There's another thing you and I have discussed this term before. It's not my term, but it's also the flip side of that is, is identify what your genius zone is, mm. right? So what are you really fucking good at? So if you don't know how to run Facebook ads as an example, I honestly would not take the time to learn. And I'm actually, I'm going to use a different analogy, coding. You said coding or programming. I've been in the digital space since 2003. I've built over 1500 websites, but I've never done it. I don't know how to build a website. <laughs> I've never written one line of HTML, but I've hired people and trained them and given the path of what I want done for the finished product and how I want it done, right? right? So those are the things that Kenny's talking about. And you really need to identify those two. They're opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Your genius zone. For me, I'm not using a VA for marketing because I'm way better at marketing. That is my genius zone, marketing and sales. You know what I hate doing, Kenny? And I hate doing my own profit and loss. And you know this from being in my mastermind. It's required. You have to do it. I, do, I don't even know if you ever did one before you joined the mastermind. Most people haven't. And it's required by the fifth of every single month. But I know, even though I need that done, I need that information as a CEO, I'm not going to get it done. So it used to be my wife did all of them. As we scaled, she's like, I can't handle all of this. Now we have multiple VAs that handle it. And one of the key things for Kenny and what he taught, and if you don't want to do this, Kenny and I can do it for you, just FYI. But how you recruit, hire, compensate, manage, create SOPs, train, and incentivize, right? Those are all the keys, just like with any type of employee. But I think it all starts, and I think the hardest part, Kenny, at least for me and what I see with other people that I coach, is the mundane tasks or remedial, or your genius zone. Figure those two things out before you get started. Would you agree with that? Yeah, thousand, yeah, thousand percent. So I, I absolutely so agree with that. As an owner or a host, not STR Insights, not any of the other stuff, what are some of the tasks that you have your VAs do for you to save time? So I have my VAs, sorry, for the STR side? Just for... You're co-hosting an ownership of your properties, right, yes. Right. Yeah, that's like, all right, let me get in that phase of mind. So number one, I have a pricing VA. So my pricing VA goes in and he's going to look at my competitors. So one of the biggest things that I, so I found and I go after VAs who have experience, either they've worked for other hosts for, for years 
or like property management companies or have experience have worked for Airbnb um, because they can help me in different aspects with that. So I've got guys who are very skilled, but I come in and I teach them and everything I teach them with my pricing strategies, they might have known, but like there's a little bit of like, they're like, oh, that's a unique way of doing it. I didn't know you could do it this way. But what I've done is I've figured out my pricing strategy first, nailed that down, and then taught that to a VA in very simple terms. And so it's very like clockwork. So number one is pricing strategy management or pricing management. Or whatever and does that VA like do your social media and communicate with guests? Heck no. <laughs> no. A lot of times the, the, the pricing VA they have like a thick accent, you know, like there's a little, I wouldn't say they don't under, they definitely understand what I'm saying. Cause I, they have to be able to watch a video and be able to, you know, go from there, but I don't require them to, they don't have to work during EST hours unless I need to meet with them. Like there's all these little things that I've kind of positioned this job to say, look, I'm looking for somebody with this specific set of skills. Who's good with, you know, the numbers and the pricing and has experience there. I don't care if you don't like messaging guests, you, you you don't know nothing about social media, that's irrelevant. I only want you to focus on pricing. That's your job day and night. And they that's all they focus on is my pricing. So do you have a VA that communicates with guests? No, I don't do that anymore. No, but I do, I guess like to back up here a little bit, I do have somebody for uh, who's practiced and worked with me on that. But for my personal portfolio, because I only am managing like a few properties at this point, I don't use a VA, I just use the technology, but I do have VAs who have experienced messaging guests and go through that whole process. So no personally, but for uh, other people or other properties, yes, I do have people. And, and the point of me asking that is a lot of people think that they can have one VA to do everything, to literally implement their pricing strategy, do their research, you know, do their, their bookkeeping on the back end, create content, manage social media, communicate with guests. And it doesn't fucking work ever, ever. Whether yeah. you try to do that on your own or you pay somebody that allegedly has trained them and all those skills, VAs do not have all of those skills. And that's the thing that's fundamentally different, Kenny, that you're talking about is you need to hire based on that singular skill. Well, I went I'll, down that path and made all those mistakes when I first started, right? I wanted somebody that could do, I was looking for a marketing VA, create content, edit videos, do search engine optimization yeah, and email tough. marketing. It didn't work because I wanted to hire a Chris that works for me. And it just, you can't, I mean, you can't do that for four to $7 an hour. Right. It's, it's very true. Even, and even if you found someone, it's probably a team or a company you know, that has different people that have basically, you're hiring a middleman because the best people are going to be very skilled in one thing. You know, I almost think of it like your skill level, like rankings in a video game or, you know, I don't know, like something else where it's like your levels, like it's never going to be even across the board. It's never going to be 99. Like tennis, like tennis has different plus. levels, right? That you, yeah. you compete at, I think. Right. I and so it's just, it's understanding that. And like, for example, my marketing VAs who do like my, like create social media content for me, um, like the, the, you know, images and put, you know, the hashtags and stuff with it. They don't have a lick of clue about pricing, you know, and I, I could try to teach them, but that's just not their thing. And, uh, you know, it's like, look, you know, like just manage social media, optimize that, do, you know, do that to your best ability, do a training on that. Like, 
have them focus the majority of their time and effort and energy on that skill and they'll get even better at it. And that's really what you want is the best, you know, not okay. You want the best doing those things for you. So, I mean, and I think that's, that's the primary reason of this podcast and saving time is you can create scale uh, through VAs. You can hire people that have the, that is their genius zone when it's not your genius zone. You know, if you hire somebody that is a graphic designer or a video editor and you want to do reels on Instagram or have posts for your property and you can't do that. I mean, I'm, I use Canva like every single day, but if I need something done really, really well, I'm going to Chris. If it's, if I'm just going to drop it in an email, that's one thing. But if I need something that looks sexy or pretty to go in my Instagram, I got to have Chris or my, uh, one of my VAs do that. I don't have that skill that I to be able to do it. So that's where I think really identifying and having that awareness of what you're good at and not so good at compared to what's going to drive results. That's a big thing that a lot of people don't get from a marketing perspective, but it's same with bookkeeping, P&Ls, communication, all that type of stuff. With that being said, there's a fundamental reason, Kenny, and, and you're the one that really hammered this home for me is the backbone of you know, STRVAs and that it's, you're hiring a skill. You're not hiring a person, the, the all-in-one to try to do everything. You're coming in at a fraction of the cost of hiring one of those big all-in-one VAs to really get that skill. And right. I think one of the biggest skills that the two, and you met, you've talked a lot about pricing strategy. I think that's one that people are missing because I think there's people that we will have trained that are going to be way, well, I shouldn't say, I think we know they're going to be way better at pricing strategy than, you know, your average host. But the other one's research. I think that's one thing that the average host, I shouldn't say the average host, the good host, you know, good, better, best, the good, the better, don't spend enough time researching. And it's interesting, probably in the last six weeks while I've been on vacation, I've spent more time researching probably in that six week period than I had to in all of the second half of 2020 and 2021. And if you're not going to invest the time to research on your own, then you should create some KPIs that you need help with and then have a VA do it for three or 400 bucks a month. Because if you don't have that information, you're not going to be able to make educated decisions. Yeah. And when you say research, like what kind of research are they, are you doing? I'm talking like, like what's that? what yeah competitive purchasing like what really all competitive research that ties into what i'm going to do from a marketing and a pricing strategy standpoint so i handle all my own stuff as i think most you know and most people know i don't have a va do anything inside of my listings but i do have somebody that does research and that is really important for me and then i do have somebody that does back office from a pnl standpoint and it's not a lot of no i don't give them direct access to my bank accounts. No, I don't give them direct access to QuickBooks. There's ways that you can set this up to, to protect yourself from that stuff. Uh, but research, a lot of enemy method, a lot of pricing information. You know, I'm doing a lot more manually today on my pricing strategies than I ever have. And that means I need information on a weekly basis to be able to make updates, if that makes sense. Just setting and forgetting wheelhouse price labs beyond even even if you have everything set up correctly for far out bookings last minute bookings at you know 20 days 10 days five days whatever that is there's a pricing element that has to be kept in the place 
And I just don't trust something like IntelliHost or, you know, even pr any of the pr Price Labs or Beyond or Wheelhouse to automate that for me. To catch um, it. So, so that, that, that's a huge deal. That's the majority. When I'm looking in, in buying mode and, you know, I was getting down to the nitty gritty of a, of a 1031 and I found someplace, thank God. But now part of it is it's so challenging right now. I, I have not secured financing for that condo in Montana. And it has nothing to do with my financials at all. Believe me, I'm strong, really strong. It has everything to do with it being a condo and a brand new HOA. So mm. I've literally had my VA start searching for options. And I'm communicating with three bankers I've had no relationship with previously that potentially can still underwrite that. Or I'm going to have to do like my 1031 in a cash deal and then try to refi out of it, which I don't want to have to do. So there's a lot of different research, you know, that, that can be done. And then I've had, a, I've had a VA for five years on the marketing side. Not, I use him a little bit for my portfolio, but not much. And it's interesting. He started out as that individual VA and we hired him full time. And, and what you got to understand, if you hire your own VA, they're typically not going to be dedicated to you, even though you're paying for 20, 40 hours a week. They're, they're doing that for other people too. He's built his entire, an entire agency business in the last two and a half years since I started doing this three years ago, doing all real estate stuff, just mm. taking everything he's learned from working with us. And now he has like, I think 22 VAs that work under him in his agency. And at first I was kind of pissed about it, but now it's like I, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I see what he does with his family. It's created a whole opportunity for him. But the point is, is you brought up that if you have one person that says they're doing everything, it's probably an agency and there's multiple people involved behind it. Yeah. I run into that all the time, but oh yeah, I can do X, Y. Like I, so the social media, when I was first looking for a social media content manager, it was a VA and then she has like a whole team. And so when I got on the call with her, she had like five people on. I was like, who are all these people? And she's like, oh, this person is going to manage your, you know, your, your video editing. This person's going to do like your, you know, the actual posts. And this person's going to do all these different things. And I was like, holy cow. But at the end of the day, I mean, if I'm comfortable with what they do and the work they do, yeah, by all means, let's do it, you know, and the price and all that. But I, I guess to kind of bring it back, though, I want our listeners to know that, you know, you need to be doing something, you know, you don't need to go. If you don't want to, you don't need to go hire a VA. You can obviously like do this stuff yourself. But remember, we're trying to eliminate some of that time we're spending on our rentals. And I guarantee if you're like, well, I don't need a VA. I can do it all myself. You're probably not doing something that you should be doing that we talked about, you know? <laughs> so I, I, well, I mean, that's, I, that's the, yeah. I think that's the bigger point, Kenny, is people think they're going to do it but they're not auditing themselves and they're not, they don't create a schedule for themselves. Correct. Like you can, like you can with a VA. So then it just keeps getting pushed to the back burner. Oh, you know what? Soccer is more important. You know, I've got a, a, I work nine to five. Um, I'll do it tonight. And then, you know, the new or, episode of friends comes out or dinner or whatever, as opposed to spending a few hundred bucks to have somebody do whatever that stuff is that you keep kicking that can down the road. So you can't implement it. And the, and the purpose of the timing of this is, is that you have to start doing that stuff now. You have, you should have already been preparing for fall and, you know, for winter, for the compression events that happen, updating your photos, rearranging your photos, especially if you're in a transitional, you know, market like Kenny, you know, in Buffalo as an example, or in, um, you know, New York, uh, Watkins Glen, you've got a transition from summer to fall foliage photos to winter co copy, all these things, 
And you got to stay ahead of the trend on the booking side of that. The other thing that I think is really important, Kenny, is for is people are you don't hear this enough. You you and I talk about it. The members of the super team talk about it. You and I have talked about it in previous podcasts, but it's it's a, a term and a metric that we don't see in social media ever. And it's booking lead time. Mm. Right. And I think a lot of people are going to be freaking out too soon this fall and winter when their booking lead time shrinks even more than it has been during summertime, right? And if you have a VA that's doing research and looking at booking lead times, hopefully that will mediate some of your anxiety and allow you to not negatively impact your pricing strategy. Because I think that's something as we go into the fall that is going to be super important for people to pay attention to but most are not going to have the time or the resources to track that. Yeah. I, my, my whole, I guess, like kind of spill here, here for this episode is you need to act now. You need to be acting today. I see too many hosts, you know, we're into August and, you know, this time of August, I guess like beginning half is still rock and rolling and everybody's feeling really good. We've come off the summer high, the peak season high, especially beach markets, you know, oh, wow. I just made a ton of money. Life is going well. Let's go ahead and buy that boat or whatever else. You know, we're not kind of thinking about the future. And this is, it's already a little bit late to be frank, but you still got a little bit of time to take some action to prepare for the future. And it doesn't necessarily mean doom and gloom. It just means prepare for the down season every single year, even in 2021, 2022, people were not mentally prepared for the, like a slight, you know, like seasonality. You know, we, we just get so used to what's going on in the summertime and how great things are with the money flowing in that we're not used to that. And we actually, that's where, you know, Bill, you said this and it makes perfect sense. You make your money, you maximize your returns in the shoulder or off season, not in the peak season. And like, I, that's so true. Anybody can make money during the summer. Exactly. Yeah. If you got a ski and ski out property, you can make money in, you know, from Christmas through, through March. It's, it's easy. Well, and, and another thing too is like when you went and said, I think my property is going to make X and then you bought that property thinking it's going to make X, that the the difference between like the the average and the pro and you said, no, this property is better than the average. That difference is what you make in the shoulder season, the off season, not what you do in the peak season because the average is making money in the peak season. I'll, I'll just give you an example and you may or may not know this, but I've been in Gulf Shores Alabama since 2015. So that is eight seasons now. We're coming to an end, right? School starts for us. I don't know about you up there in New York, but our school starts on Friday. So this is our, our last week of people on vacation. Um, January and February, about 70 to 75%. I don't know the exact number. Traditionally, pre-COVID, 70 to 75% of bookings are longer term snowbirds, snowbirds, you know, that come down in January and February in that market. I have never once, once taken a snowbird ever because they're not profitable enough. They block out your calendar, all the, all this stuff that's negative, at least for me as somebody that's trying to maximize profit. But I've started trying to fill those dates typically in September and October through marketing, through email, through all these different types of things of, of marketing as opposed to just waiting and trying to, then I have to rely on snowbirds. So if I can get a snowbird at a four bedroom, three bath in Fort Morgan, Alabama, 
which they're typically not going to pay more than, you know, $3,500 to $4,500 a month that time of year. Okay, what do my weekend pricing need to be on two night minimums? You know, can I still get $800 a night, $1,000 a night just for those two nights? Then I can price strategize, you know, Sunday through Thursday at $300 a night, $299 a night. And then if I can fill those at 20%, see, these are the things that people don't understand. If I wait till December, I'm screwed. So that's stuff that I'm working on now for the nine beach properties I've got down in Gulf Shores and Fort Morgan, Alabama. Those components will deploy most likely in mid to late September for January and February bookings. I like it. Done. I can't drop my mic. You can't so drop your mic. Okay. So that's <laughs> the reason if you can't prioritize that stuff to get prepared this far in advance, you need a VA. You need somebody to help you, right? And it's just, it's going to, I, I believe this summer even, Kenny, because I did, I had to take a couple of properties that were not super properties that I co-host and turn them into, and even one that I own into a three, two, one property. So I had to work to get those things booked, right? My summer ended up being great and ended up doing better than I thought it was going to do. There's no question. I think my overall summer was down like three and a half to 5%, depending on what happens this week um, versus last year, which I'm perfectly cool with. But one of the things is the time that I had to put into it. It was three to four times more effort. It was, it was actually probably closer to 10 times more because I didn't have to do a thing you know, the last couple of years, like most people. Well, just understand folks that if you want to be profitable, if you want to hit those goals, that time valuation is probably going to have to increase three to five times this fall and winter compared to last year or the year before. So set your goals accordingly, figure out what your genius zone is, and then figure out what those remedial redundant tasks are that you can offload. And then head over to strvas.com and see if something's a fit for you. Love it. Cool. Okay. Thank you for joining us on this episode of STRonomics. We'll see you guys next week. Happy hosting, everybody. Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.